and welcome back to the Across the Pod NFL podcast. We're here for an episode we had last year and we're doing it again this year as this year we once again rank our quarterbacks in the NFL from 32 to 1. And returning is a guest we had last year for the same episode back with us is Sam Walls. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. It's uh, it's always good to do a ranking because you know it's going to stir a lot of opinions from people and it's going to it's going to cause a lot of buzz. So um, I mean, I mean, everyone thinks differently of the quarterbacks, especially you know towards the middle of it because anyone could be anywhere. So it's uh, being I'm interested to see just how different my ranking is to yours, mate. Yeah, definitely. And I have also got the rankings we did last year on me, so we will compare those at the end to see you know who's on where i mean certainly some of my my looking at my one from last year and this year as well there are certainly some quarterbacks that have gone have gone from one end to the other either way so it's good to see what you have this year and um we may as well start now so we'll go we'll go from sort of last to first we'll build up to number one spot um so sam for you who is number 32 uh, my number 32 is uh, Sam Howell. I think he'll start in Washington. He played one game at the end of last year against Dallas and obviously was announced as a starter for the, this year afterwards, which I think was really weird doing that really early. I think he's a similar QB to Baker Mayfield. He's got you know, strong, a stronger arm than many, um, but you know, can he be accurate? He only averaged um, 57.9% you know, completion against Dallas. But you know, obviously, rookie last year, we've barely seen him. And Washington are one of those teams that are, you know, you know, tanking ready for Caleb Williams and Drake May in a year's time. But um yeah, I think we've never seen him and he wasn't exactly highly sought after in the draft either. So I think I'll go for Sam Howell in number thirty two. Yeah, I, I think that that's not a bad chat. I mean, what do you think about him? Because he's obviously he's getting his chance now, but I saw interview with Ron Rivera recently where he's talking about how he's not guaranteed to be the starter come the end of the season. And obviously they bought in Jacoby Brissett. Yes. You mentioned there getting Keeper Williams. I do think Arizona are probably going to get that either through their own poor record or maybe Houston's poor record with that trade. But I think certainly they'll be, they'll be in for callback. I think next year, if somehow doesn't deliver straight away. Um, and I, I, how long do you see him last? And do you see him being there the whole year or do you see maybe at some point this year, Jacoby coming in and replacing him? Uh, I mean, it depends how committed they are. If, if Ron Rivera's job, you know, depends on it, then I expect he probably will put in Jacob Brissett at some point, just because, you know, we've seen he can win a game for you, you know, if everything's there. And, you know, he's not bad by any standard. He's a bit, he's a slightly worse Andy Dalton, you know. He's just sort of average quarterback who, I mean, he's not going to command anything. You know, he's, he's not going to make anything happen for you, but he's a steady pair of hands to have in an offense. Especially, you know, that offense has got quite a lot of talent as well, to be honest. I mean, you know, the receiving call, it, it's quite underrated. So, um, yeah, if if Ron Rivera's job is on the line, I can see Joko Brissett coming in late in the year. I, I can see that, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Right, for my number 32, now this one is going to be a shocker. Now, I've got stats to back this up, and I do actually believe what I'm saying here. Number 32 for me is Deshaun Watson. Wow. <laughs> now, I've got reasons for this. Firstly, he's the sixth highest paid quarterback in the league um, to the average salary per year. And in total, his stats last year, albeit smaller sample size, still had seven touchdowns, five interceptions, which is pretty bad. And to further up my argument here, by the way, Deshaun Watson is the worst starting quarterback in the league. You pay all that money guaranteed, and what do you get? Not a great end product. And looking at... I did some uh, math earlier on today, so... I looked at every quarterback who I ruled out people like you know, Jordan Love, Sam Howell, Ridder, Stroud, Young and Richardson. But every quarterback who started at least five games in the NFL career in this list I've got, 
I basically divided they, their average salary per year by touchdowns. And the Sean Watts has topped that list for most um, money paid per touchdown. So um, the Sean Watson has an average salary of £46 million per year. But looking at this, he is costing the Cleveland Browns six and a, six and a $6.5 million per touchdown. Uh, Stafford number two was four, uh, $4 million. Uh, Kyler Murray third was $3 million. And it's just way above everyone else. And to make it, this shows how good Mahomes is. He is on, he is 11th in this list. So he is costing the Chiefs only, uh, oh no, no, he's 16th in this list. He's only costing them just over a million dollars per per uh, touchdown. I mean, looking at the wow. bottom, obviously it's, um, you know, the likes of Burrow, Herbert, Justin Fields, Tua, Trevor Lawrence. They're all in rookie deals. But the Sean Watson is on a mega deal and you're basically paying all that money despite all of the allegations that are alongside him. He brings it in that everyone's going to hate him. He's going to bring a no one likes the Browns in. The teams have moved off from the Browns because they bought in Deshaun Watson, expecting him to become the great quarterback he is. They gave him multiple first round picks, and so far they've got nothing. And I'm fully expecting I may get proved wrong this year. He may well bounce back, but he may not. And right now they're paying all this money and risking the they have risked the um, franchise's reputation with this move. And he's not performing, so that's why, for that reason alone, he is my worst quarterback in the league. Um, and I may as well carry on from there because I've kept the rookie callbacks because we've not seen him play yet. So I've got uh, Richardson as my 31. I've got CJ Stroud 30. No, sorry, Bryce Young 30 and CJ Stroud 29, purely because I like Stroud more than Young. Um, but yeah, I'm going to rule them up because we've not really seen him on the field yet. Um, but for you, Sam, who's uh, 31? Uh, my number 31 is uh, Des- Desmond Ridder, and I've got all the, the rookies after him. Um, his first two starts last year weren't great, but I mean, he looked fairly accurate in the third and fourth games, actually. Um, admittedly, he wasn't asked to really do much um, because their run game with Arthur Smith is so good that they, you know, he just, it's basically the most QB friendly system you can have. You know, we've seen Ryan Tannehill you know, succeed in that system when he was at Tennessee because. You just hand it off to the running back, basically. Um, and that's not going to change this year because, obviously, the, they drafted B. John Robinson. So, if anything, they're going to run the ball more. Um, but for me, yeah, he obviously has more experience than somehow outside so Pittman number 31. Um, uh, but the only the only thing that does worry me for him is he had to wait until his fourth and final start to throw his only two touchdowns. He didn't throw any picks, but obviously, first three games without a TD is quite worrying. Um, and then I've got the three rookie QBs. So I've got Anthony Richardson at 30. Because um, I think he will start uh, for the Colts, even though I wouldn't do that because he's very raw through 50% um, accuracy in college, which is just abysmal. Admittedly, don't get me wrong, he's got all the tools and everything, but I think it will take time for him to you know make a mark on the league. Um, and then I've got Bryce Young ahead of CJ Stroud because um, I love a you know small, accurate quarterback, as you'll see by this list um, as as the as the night goes on. Um, yeah, Bryce Young's my QB one in the class. If he can translate to the NFL. Um, you know, with with his build, obviously that you know he is quite small. Um, you know, he's in a position to, to to succeed right away because that Panthers roster might be the best in the NFC South anyway at, at the moment in time. It's you know, it's, it's that division's there for the taking. I can't see the Falcons winning it, but you know, the Saints, the Panthers, and I mean maybe the Bucks are up, but probably between the Saints and the Panthers and me. But yeah, it's you know it's opportunity for Bryce Young to be in the playoffs right away, um, and that's great experience for him actually, as you know, providing he doesn't get hurt or anything like that. Um, but, you know, I have him just above CJ Stroud. But I really like CJ Stroud. And, again, I can see Houston getting six, seven wins this year because that, that team is, you know, on the upwards direction. So, yeah, that's 30-28. Uh, 
Yeah, fair. I mean, I actually am not a fan of many. I'm not really a fan of any of the callbacks that are taken in the first. I don't really. I like Stroud the most out of the three, um, but I don't really. I'm not. Now I'm not massively blown over like I was with the likes of you know Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Tua, all them. I mean, I will say actually, I do quite like Stetson Bennett. Um, you know, later really? on, there's questions of whether you know, question of whether he's going to be you know to have the size and all that. But you know, he's what he's been a back-to-back national championships. I know just. Basically, what I'm seeing, I'm not, I'm not saying Benny Minis can be anywhere near Tom Brady, but Tom Brady was a very similar thing. No one viewed him as highly because of his size, and um, he also went. He played in Michigan, where he won games. I think Stetson Bennett has won games. I think we could see him. I think with the next two or three years, make a start because of Stafford getting older now. He is already, I believe, 25, so I don't think he'll. Yeah, he's quite that. an old. Keyboard. Yeah, it's like uh, what's his name, Hendon Hooker as well. But I yeah. think that he is a guy that. I think certainly for maybe more with like a Steve Young sort of career in terms of time, mm. in terms of amazing career, but not too long. But I think he's got potential because he's shown it in, albeit, you know, the Georgia's got a hell of a team and you're playing in college. But I wouldn't rule that Stetson Bennett for um, a potential good few years in the NFL. Um, so moving on to 27, um, oh, no, it's 28, sorry. So my 28 is Sam Howell. Um, again, small sample size. Um <laughs> I don't think I've seen enough really yet. Uh, I think he's going into a terrible situation regarding coaching. Monavera is under pressure. On the, probably the biggest coach on the hot seat right now, um, apart, maybe apart from Brandon Staley. But it's, um, I think you know he's got good receivers, and I think maybe he'll get more you know more reps than my next guy, who Sam's already alluded to. But um, I certainly think that he, you know, I think that he's got potential, but I've not really seen it yet. So yeah, Sam Howell for me. Is it 28? Um, for you, Sam, who is at 27? Uh, my 27 is uh, is Jordan Love. Again, it's kind of difficult to pick a place for him because he's you know hardly played at all. But I mean, you'd like you'd like to assume that he's better than any of the rookies this year. Ben, when he's been in the league for what three, four years now, um, you know his game time has come around. You know, due to such you know unique circumstances like Rogers getting COVID and things like that. So, so it's just you know we've not really seen him at all. I really liked him out of college actually in 2020. He he was my my uh, was it fourth QB, but I I liked four all four of those guys um, that year in twenty twenty, um, and he did actually look all right when he uh, you know had the when he came in against Philly, um, not in you know snow, <laughs> um, but um, yeah I think he's bound to be higher on the list next year than he is this year, but because we've not seen him compared to the twenty six other QBs, I think I have to put Jordan Love in twenty seven. Yeah, I, I actually do like what I saw from that in that Philly game. Um, you got to think if he does succeed, you got to think and look at look at that 2020 class and just how good that is. You know, you've yeah. had obviously Burrow to a lot, um, Herbert. You had Jaden Hurts. You've got Jordan Love if he succeeds. You know, it's a it's a brilliant. It, it could prove to be. You know, everyone looks back at the was it 84 draft class with Marino, Jim Kelly, John Elway, and all that. And I think that we could well see if Tua stays healthy and has a good career. Burrow for me is, you know, you'll see where he's later on, but you know, he's to be, I personally think, the next Tom Brady. You know, mm. all, all these callbacks, um, Justin Herbert as well is a good player in a bad in a bad team or bad system, I should say, bad coaching. And um, I think this this draft this uh, draft class of quarterbacks, even look at receivers, look at Justin Jefferson, Jamar, uh, not Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson as well. It's it's um could prove to be a very very good draft class and one that people look back on. Yeah, there's loads of hits and then there's also loads of busts as well <laughs> yeah. you know, like that, that draft class you know you know many of them are out of the league already you know in that first round especially 
is, is you know, it's either you've got uh, you know, an all pro player or you're, you're out of the league. And it's, yeah. it's, it's either one or the other from that first round. Yeah, they're either busts, um, you know, success or they're in prison. It's um, yeah. one of those three, and most of them belong to the Raiders. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we probably shouldn't laugh about that too much. <laughs> no. Um, um yeah, go, go on. Yeah, uh, my 27 um is Desmond Ridder. Uh, and I will say now I got Jordan Love 26 for the exact reason Sam has small sample size, but he has had the most out for three. And I, I've actually liked what I've seen. I think actually this year, I think he actually could be quite good. I don't think they're playoff team just yet. I think there'll be a time for Love to get adjusted to being a starter. But I think uh, Rogers had the same thing. He didn't make the playoffs and he got six wins in his first year. And I think that Love... Um, I think he will be good. I don't think he'll be, you know, I don't think he'll be the same level as I don't think they'll have a third Hall of Famer. You know, they won't go from Favre Rogers to Love and have three Hall of Famers, but I think he'll certainly have a solid career. And I think maybe he'll be like a Kirk Cousins or a, or maybe like a, a Jared Goff, or but rather than you know John Elway or or, or a uh, Joe Burrow. Um, for you, Sam, who is twenty six? Uh, I've got Kenny Pickett. Um, he had the up and down rookie year, you know, missing time with multiple concussions and things like that as well. Um, six of his nine interceptions last year came in two of his 13 games. So he had two, uh, both three interception games and then uh, only three interceptions in the remaining 11 games. So, you know, throughout the year, he did learn to kick, uh, keep hold of the football more. Um, he grew out, he grew like, you know, astronomically actually throughout the year like i actually really like what i was seeing towards the end um he looked more comfortable than i thought he would do as well um and his his average depth of target um it was much higher in the final two games against Baltimore and cleveland than it was the rest of the year so obviously by the end of the year he was uh you know he felt more confident to push the ball downfield more um and obviously uh yeah that that's i mean i mean if you're pittsburgh i'm sure you're quite encouraged by what you saw in those last two games of the season yeah, I mean, for that reason alone, I've you know I've um, got him a lot higher. Uh, I really like what I've seen from Kenny Pickett. I think he, you know, he he's only callback I've really liked the last two drafts. I didn't really like Malik Willis. Didn't really like um, you know many of the callbacks this year. Really, Stroud maybe the only one, and Stetson Bennett. But it's um, for me, Pickett. I, I I think at a, a slow start, you know, I I think that a lot of fans who maybe were, I think they're, they're so used. To, Ben Mossesberg, I, I think they they yeah. forgot that they need time to adapt. I mean, I when I went to the Steelers game last year, there was a lot of people unhappy with Pickett, but you know, I think overall you can't be too dissatisfied. He only played half the games, and I, I liked what I see. I mean, looking at his stats from that year alone, he had um, two thousand four hundred four yards, seven touchdowns, nine picks. So yeah, it's not the the best stat line, but I think there's potential there for me, and I that's why I've got him a lot higher than. Some players I got on my list who are very, very much more experienced than Kenny Pickett um, in my list. Um, yeah, to 25. Um, speaking of which, um, Baker Mayfield is my 25th. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, new callback, the replacement for Tom Brady. Um, you know, had uh, struggles in Carolina, you know, six picks, six touchdowns, you know, 1,303 yards, but then came to the Rams, 850 yards, four touchdowns, two picks. So, me, what I like from Baker is that he came into that game against the Raiders with pretty much, he'd been there, I want to say a day, maybe just over a day he'd been yeah, there. Yeah, just signed. Yeah, and he, he came in, learned the playbook so quickly. Um, and I've you know, i been a backer of Baker, but I, I like Baker a lot. And I think that whilst he, does, he divides people, I think that I like his sort of his swagger. And I, I, like, I like all that about him, which I know can you know annoy people and run him up the wrong way. But 
for me, I think Baker has been in, you know, he's had, I think, I think like five coordinators in three years or something like that. He had like, mm. so many coordinators in um, and different head coaches, you know, in, in time with Cleveland. And then he went to Carolina where, you know, Frank Reich got, not Frank Reich, um, Steve Wilkes. No, Steve Wilkes came into a place, um, his name's completely passed by now, the old uh, Panthers head coach. Matt Rule, Matt Rule, we had Matt Rule and Steve Wilkes, we had Sean McVeigh, and Sean McVeigh is by far the best coach he's ever had. And yeah. look what he did. So I think that coming into the Buccaneers side, I, I do question whether Todd Bowles will be there. Like, I think Todd Bowles, for me, if we're doing worse head coaches in the league, he for me is number 32. Um, wow. so I do fear from that way. But I think that, you know, if you if they replace him with a good head coach, I think we'll see the best of Baker. I think that's all he needs. He just needs a good coach because so far he hasn't had that. So I I love to put him higher up, but right now you can't really put him anywhere. But but this for me. Uh, but for you, uh, Sam, who was your twenty fifth? Uh, I agree with you for Baker as well. I think I've got him. Uh, I've got a few more to go before I go to Baker. Uh, my number twenty five is Mac Jones. Um, it's, it's a difficult one because I'm not really a fan anyway. Um, but obviously last year he was never going to succeed in that offense with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge you know, anyway. Um, so I'm sort of going back to his rookie year here. Um, for me, his pocket presence is really poor. He, he's, he's a statue in the pocket. He just stands there and he's been in the bottom half in uh, pressure to sat ratio for both years of his career. Um, and again, like New England haven't really had like a, you know, an awful, um, offensive line you know compared to some in, in those two years and yet he gets sat quite a lot um but yeah I, I mean he's okay it's just i'd probably say there are 20 plus quarterbacks better than the league than him um and they've all got something you know special like they've got either you know legs or they've got a strong arm or you know <laughs> they can you know avoid getting sacked when mike jones just sort of he's just so average that for me it, it just combines into something that you know just doesn't really work for me and i mean you know new england aren't really sure on him really either you know we saw the whole baby zappy thing last year and you know you can tell bill belichick just not really sure he's the guy um so yeah if uh, for me I, I go matt jones and I, I think a lot of people like people like him more than i do um but for me i'm not a fan yeah see i'm in that camp of liking him i mean yeah. i think this year we'll see the true Mac Jones because what we saw rookie year was so different to a sophomore year. And I think the main difference was Matt Patricia. And I think that Bill O'Brien, ever you can you can point to his decision to trade John Jopkins, his collapse as he's head coach, but I'm sure as a coordinator he'll do a much better job. And I think he was the coordinator before getting the job at Houston. So I yeah. think Bill O'Brien can be even half half, half new, even you know, even a little bit. Sorry, what am I talking about? Um, what, <laughs> um, if, if, if he can pull, you know, even half better than Matt Patricia and yeah, you know, I think I used, yeah, I was trying to think of there's like a saying, isn't there? But like, yeah, um, yeah. I think basically, yeah. So I think that you know, you get Bill O'Brien in, and for me, I think it's um, a much better situation from coaching. But same time, Belichick wants to, you know, he wants to win now. He wants to get those wins to get the record. And he's not going to stand around, like we saw last year, if he does perform badly. So he's got to be careful because a second year in a row where you get benched is not good for your long-term career. So Mac Jones has to sort out quickly. But at the same time, I do think we'll see the rookie Mac Jones more than the sophomore Mac Jones this year. But whether it's good enough, I, I don't know. 
Yeah, he's higher in my list, but he's not much higher. Um, <laughs> back to you, Sam, for your 24. Uh, my 24 is Ryan Tannehill. Um, it's his last year as a starter, I think. Um, I think the time has come for him to move on, especially with Tennessee, you know, drafting quarterbacks in the last two drafts. Um, you know, if the pieces are around him, I, I think he can succeed, you know, as a starter. But, I mean, the Titans are rebuilding now. Derek Henry is going to be gone within the next 18 months for sure. Um, and, you know, the AFC has so many QBs as well that Ryan Tannehill would probably be like, you know, bottom five, bottom, you know, three QBs in the AFC now. Um, which, you know, when it wasn't like that two years ago, but it's because so every, every QB is coming into the AFC that now you need a quarterback to win in that conference, you know, a lot more than you did when the Titans got to the championship game, you know, because, you know, now in every division, you've got probably three quarterbacks who are all, you know, playoff caliber now. And, and for, for, for me, he just, um, you know, he, he, the Titans won't win because of him. They'll win because of Derrick Henry. And, you know, they'll win because of their defense. Uh, and, you know, um, what's his name? Um, Mike Vrabel. Like, you know, because he's such a good coach. You know, for, for me, I, I mean, the, the thing that, for me, that really, again, same with Matt Jones, right, that sums up Ryan Tannehill, is he cannot feel pressure for his life. He'll just stand there and, ne- you know, next thing you know, he'll be sacked. And, you know, especially for someone who's a former receiver, you think he'd, you know, he'd be able to maybe sniff out, you know, someone coming in towards him and get out of a sack or, you know, you know get out of a closing pocket, but he just can't do that. We saw that for years in Miami. And, um, yeah, I think now, I think his time is coming to an end as a starter. Yeah, um, we actually have our first one where the same person, the same position. Mm-hmm. I've also got Ryan Tannehill as my number 24. Um, and yeah, I was one of those ones that were were drumming the, the, the banging the drum hard for him to get traded away from Miami. I was definitely not a fan when he was there. I loved his uh, resurgence when he first came, when he came come back player of the year. But you're completely right, and I've not even thought, thought about this, but the lack of callbacks there were in the AFC compared to now. I mean, I've just brought up the playoffs from tw- that when they got when they had the um the run to the AFC Championship game. Obviously, you had Mahomes, you had Lamar Jackson, Sean Watson, but it was a young Josh Allen, and it was a... Fact, they had Tom Brady's loss. Awesome. Maybe that point is bad, but even so, like, <laughs> yeah, you had, yeah, it, it's not. I think now you've pretty much, like, you know, if my playoff predictions were to be at this stage, and you know, even last year, look at AFC, it was Tua, Josh Allen, you know, um, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, albeit he didn't start, but these kind of teams were involved. You know, you got, I know you got Burrow and you got Trevor Lawrence, and it's just, there's a lot of callbacks in the AFC, and I think that, you know, if they were in the NFC, I still back the Titans to make it. Um, I and I think that, you know, if they, if they have, like, you know, if Traylon Burks become the guy that I certainly thought he was going to be when he first got drafted, I think, you know, that could ease the pressure. We saw that when they had AJ Brown were there, he'd have some success. But I think now with both Malik, I think Malik Willis won't get played, but, you know, got Will Nevis coming in, they've drafted him, seemingly his replacement. I do think that there'll be a lot of pressure on Tannehill. And I think that, um, you know, I think it's interesting to see, I think Mike Vrabel, well, obviously he's a winner. I think he's one of the best coaches just in a really bad team. So he really has to perform now. It really is time for him to, I think. But I do think his time's up. I, I do still think he can get a start on job somewhere. Now, I can't think, maybe maybe Washington, maybe next year, if they don't get the Caleb mm. Williams and, or Michael May, or maybe one of them maybe stays in college next year, or if they miss out on their quarterback next year, I can see him potentially going for Tannehill or someone like that. But to be honest, um, 
yeah, I, I don't think he's got long left in him. Um, speaking of which, long not long left. Twenty third, my pick is Jimmy Garoppolo of the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, at time of to- the time of recording, he is a Raiders quarterback. Not a talk that he won't be with all his injury problems. Um, and yeah, he's another one I think that. As good as he was in 49ers, I think he was in a good coaching situation. I think if he was in the same situation for a different team, he would not have done as well as he did or been as steady as he was. I think a lot of it, to me, is down to Shanahan's coaching more than him. And I do think now, for me, yeah, I think actually, I think with Daniels could be worse than, um, than who did I say the worst coach was? Um, Todd Bowers. Yeah, I think, or oh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like <laughs> tomato, tomato. It's a, but it's, um, yeah, I think you, know, you go from Shanahan to McDaniels, it's like going from a Mercedes to a Fox or Corsa. You know, it, it's it's not what you want if you want to have some sort of resurgence in your career. And I, 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 don't, I do fear, like my brother's a Raiders fan, and I don't think he's happy at all about the addition to get rid of Garoppolo. And it's, um, I don't think it's going to work out. And I think he'll be a good mentor. So if they got a callback in next year's draft, for example, I think he'd be a great mentor. But otherwise, I just don't think it's going to work out. And I think that's half down to his injury problems, but also down to McDaniels being a terrible, terrible head coach and a terrible person, for that matter. Um, Sam, over to you for your 23rd. Uh, my number 23 is Baker Mayfield. Um, again, he's probably a lot higher for me than on anyone else's list, but I'm a big Baker fan. I have been since the moment he was drafted. i was pardon the table for Miami to go for him in the weeks before the draft until you know a couple of days before where it's like oh we might get number one overall now because that you know it wasn't the case about field four days before and you know there's talk might even thought about 11, 10 or 11 which were the Dolphins are picking that year um that being said his pocket presence isn't great um at, you know sorry it hasn't been great the last couple of years the first two years um in Cleveland he was you know he was top 15 QB yeah you know, People forget how good he was the first couple of years in Cleveland, uh, um, especially with you know, Freddie Kitchens and that mess that happened. And yeah, um, but for, for me, um, Baker obviously not had the greatest situations the last couple of years. We had the you know the Odell Beckham Freddie Kitchens team, and that was just a disaster. And since then, it's basically been um, a bit of a you know downward slope for him. But again, I was really encouraged by what I saw in that Thursday night game for the Rams, because he just came in and won, and he won that game. You know, like it was it was him that you know the boost, you know him him and Ben Skoranek just <laughs> to connecting out. You know, you know one day after signing, you're just like, well, what's going on here? But um, it just shows that he has got the ability to do that. Um, again, last year. You know, in in the round, you know, in LA, he didn't actually have another great offensive line, so he did get sacked a lot. Um, so again, he, he if he can just learn his feet as a quarterback, I think Baker can can succeed in this league to an extent. I just think he needs to actually be coached properly. I don't think Tampa Bay is the best place for that, but I like him as a quarterback, and I can see him getting another job somewhere. I don't think this is the end of Baker Mayfield because I think he's too talented too talented to not have another job in the NFL. Yeah, I think also he's not going to go quietly. Is he? He's going to, he's going to make himself heard. And I think that, you know, yeah. even if you have him in someone in just for like a few weeks, he, he may do that and then get get the job from then. But I think, yeah, Baker certainly got a few years left for me. Uh, may as well wrap off my next two because we've already mentioned these players. 22, I've got Mac Jones. And 21, I've got Kenny Pickett. Um, for you, Sam, who's 22? 
my number 22 is Gino Smith. Um, the first, yeah, the first off of last year, he was a legitimate top five, top 10 quarterback. He fell away a bit after the Munich game against uh, the Bucks, but was still a very good QB out of nowhere. Um, I just think that any of the QBs ahead of him could do the same job that he's done. Like, I don't think Gino Smith is anything special. I think Jimmy Garoppolo, who's my next person, could do the exact same job for him. We've seen him do it you know, for San Francisco. He came into a team that's got a decent receiving core. And, I mean, the offensive line wasn't great, but they found two starters in the draft of the offensive line last year. And that Seahawks team is now a very good roster with two more elite players coming, you know, or, you know, highly thought of players coming into that team this year. I, I just think Gino, yeah, he's anyone could have done that of my next uh, 21 QBs. Um, one stat I do think is interesting though is uh, him and Josh Allen have almost identical stats in quite a lot of categories. When I was looking um, last night, which is really weird. Like, so they both were in the top three of big time throws, but also turnover worthy plays. So they both basically threw the heck out of the football, um, the good and the bad. Uh, they had the exact same amount of yards as well. And uh, Josh Allen had 7.6 yards per attempt and Gino had 7.5 yards per attempt. So their numbers are quite similar when you think about it. Uh, but that being said, obviously, Josh Allen adds a lot more than Gino Smith does to his offense. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, 21's Jimmy, which obviously you've mentioned before. Yeah, that, that's fair enough. I mean, it's um, it's interesting. You know, it's interesting with uh, Gino because uh, we we see so many quarterbacks. Jimmy's actually was guilty of this in the, when he first joined the 49ers. You have this great few games and then people expect you to do the same next year. And I think a lot of times, as we see with Gino Smith, as you're saying about you see once people get tape on you, the production drops mass- massively. And I think that is a danger of Gina Smith being a, maybe a one-season wonder, like we saw with like the Nick Foles. And I, I think this pretend that this could happen with, with Gina Smith. I've got him a lot higher than what you have him, but I, wow. I do think that um I, I think that's mainly through coaching more than anything else. But I, I do think it's it's really interesting how we do next year because the Seahawks, you know, they miss a chance. They had fifth overall pick was initially merely got a great pick in Witherspoon, but you know that was their chance to get a good quarterback, and I don't think they're going to get the same opportunity now from being so good to get a good quarterback. So it's interesting how they do. I mean, um, yeah, I think it'll be absolutely fine. Maybe he won't get the same media level as he will this year. Maybe he'll have a bit of a downturn, but I still think he he's proved to be very good, and I think that hopefully he can make the most of his chance this year. And you know, I've always got a soft spot for the Seahawks and. I'm hoping he can succeed, but at the same time, there's always that question, and there's more more that came from with other quarterbacks I've got in this list as well, with that same sort of uh, thinking. But speaking of which, we are going to head to a quick break. We are now into our top 20, so when we come back, we're going to run through 20 to 1. See you guys in a bit. <laughs> 